You are now entering the Thick Goddess Energy Morning Show. Building didn't let my fears kill me. Transmuting my pain in the cleanse in the rain. Found out I was working and I conquered my demons. I accepted my purpose and the goddess I became. Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is your Thick Goddess Energy Morning Show, and I'm your host, Ariana, a.k.a. Divine Moon Goddess. In the building, you know it's time to wake up early in the motherfucking morning. Let's get it. (laughs) First, let me get into my sponsor for today. My sponsor for today is going to be Infinitely Twisted Plush, where you need to go and get that that, that it's like the shit. These are plush. Everybody looks, likes to curl up with their plushes, right? Um, you know, those little cozy fucking comforters on the couch, Netflix and chilling, right? So make sure you go and get yours. Um, other than that, I'm going to be jumping straight into it. So this morning, just to let you guys know, I have some awesome guests this morning. I have Ashley Santiago, who's a spiritual guide and shadow integration coach. I have Joe Castro, who's a spiritual and metaphysical advisor, teacher, psychic, intuitive. And then I also have Kyle, who is a single father representing for the single men out there, single dads. Yes. We're going to be talking about dating in 2022. And the unrealistic expectations of women in 2022. So we're just going to jump into it. And of course, let's get it. Ashley, we'll start and we'll go around. Just introduce yourself to the viewers. All right. I'm Ashley. So I do shadow integration, coaching and spiritual guidance, which is basically helping people understand, you know, why they're attracting certain situations, repeating patterns in their life and what kind of energy they're putting out that is making for a less than notable experiences. Okay, okay. Joe? How's it going, everyone? My name's Joe. I go by the name A Millennial's Third Eye. I have a Facebook page and other things, but I do psychic intuitive readings. I help a lot of people with metaphysical energy, emotional, as well as Ashley. And there's a lot of different things. So I help people spiritually with my guides, but I also help them a lot with timelines, navigation of uh, self-alignment and your higher self. And also being free to be yourself is a big topic these days. So I do that too. Awesome, awesome. All right, and Kyle. Hello everybody, my name is Kyle. Uh, I'm not in this realm of spiritual healing, but uh, (laughs) I'm 31 years old. Uh, I worked at Chrysler on the assembly line and uh, recently divorced, so a single father. That's about it. Awesome. Awesome. And, you know, today we are going to get into not only dating in 2022, right? We're also, I wanted to cover was unrealistic women's uh, requirements in dating, right? Because we know, and I I actually agree with a lot of this. So it's funny because I actually agree with a lot of this, but we, we got to talk about it because I do, I feel like a lot of women come with very unrealistic expectations in dating, right? And so we're, we're going to start with that. I do want to start with the, the men's point of view. I know Ashley <laughs> is going to cut chime in with some views and we, we can't agree on some of this, but I do want to start with what is just, if you look at that title, Unrealistic uh, Demands from Women, where where would you start on that point? 
Uh, you want to go first, Joe? <laughs> well, we might as well start somewhere, right? We got to do this the right way somehow. Um, so I think for me, and I also am very empathic in a way where I see both sides or have empathy. So, but I think where it really starts with is the topic of perception, right? So I think women have a certain goal and method, maybe similar to all, where this is how it should be done, or this is uh, not saying like how it should be done, but this is the time frame. There's an imagination of how they how it works for them or you. And I think men has this a similarity, but it's not the same methods. But there is flaws to, to us men as well. So we're not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Kyle, what you got? Can you hear us? Yeah, I'm sorry about that. So I'm happy. You're good. It happens. Yeah. Um, all right. So unrealistic women's demands. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it is a crazy world to be a single father out here. Uh, just to be a single man. Uh like the world's expectations of what uh, a man is supposed to be are a little bit crazy. You know, like, you know, they want you to be six, five, uh, 10 foot or 10 inch dick. You know, you want to be able to, you want to be able to last long. You don't want to come too fast. You know, when you take her on a date, you're expected to be the entertainment to make the moment memorable, you know, and there's so much prejudgment that goes on before you even, um, sit down with the girl at the table like you know you're being judged as soon as you pull up in your car you're being judged on the music that's being played on the way there i mean it's like a lot of expectations are put on the man to you know make the night memorable and it's like so much pressure but it's like (laughs) a girl can be a shitty date too you know (laughs) you can sit down with a girl who has absolutely no personality and you guys just don't connect it's just not it's not a good connection and uh you know, the next thing you know, you're being talked about is, you know, he was right. a guy, he was a dog, he was this, he was that. So I just think- I, I'm going to touch that, what you say about the expectations of dates, but I'm going to talk about it a little bit uh, down. But I, Ashley, what do you think of that before I- Okay. <laughs> well, the first thing, and I think this might just be my profession coming through, but I want to say, like, what kind of girls are you attracting that- really are caring so much about your car and your 10 inch dick because I go on a date and I want to make sure that somebody knows how to have communication skills. They're confident in themselves. I don't care. Like personally, you could just own a bike and be like, I don't like polluting the air. I'm, I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? I think you have to really ask yourself what type of clientele you're, you're attracted to. Right. I'm going to be a little bit devil's advocate here because there are very few women. And I have to be honest with what I see, because, you know, I have to look at a lot of content and stuff just to there's very few women who don't go by the rules of what is the man's. I I hear women say like they'll look at a man's pair of shoes and be like, oh, no, can't date him, (laughs) you know. I remember this one girl at work. She was like, oh, I went on a date. And I was like, okay, how was he? Because that's what I care about. How was he? Was he nice? Oh, yeah, he was nice. He did this. He took me out. But, and I'm like, okay, what's the but? Like, it's going to be bad. He was wearing Skechers. And it was like, okay. He was wearing Skechers. Like, so fucking what? That was it. it. That was, it was over. And and I was just talking about this earlier because I feel like, unfortunately, a lot of women 
unfortunately, we are taught to look at these things in so many different ways, which I think it's shitty because you could be a woman who doesn't come with anything into a relationship, but there is an expectation that the men have to have certain things. So I have to agree with a lot of that because although I'm like you, Ashley, I don't give a fuck what you make. That doesn't impress me. You're watching all that shit. I don't care about there's not many women out here like that, unfortunately. I feel like the more spiritual groups that I get into, the more I am seeing that though. The people who are actually doing the work, I mean, yes, it is rare. When you look at the whole world, you're going to have a handful of people. But when you are on that level and that vibration and you're surrounding yourself with people like that, that's all you see. Like for me and my friends, we're all, that's all I see these days, unless I go out of my realm. Um, But you have to, you have to put yourself in, you have to be what you're looking for. So you have to put yourself in places where you're going to find women who work on themselves and who are not shallow. And, and I, you know, I know I said the thing about the bike, but there is a difference. Like, yeah, I need to know that my partner is financially responsible. That doesn't need to mean he needs to make a million dollars, but if he chooses, it needs to be like, I have a bike, not a car because I want that. I prefer that not because I don't want to work and I have no, you know, plans to help support a family. It's an equal exchange. I, you know, you know, the, the woman and the man both have to have that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're going to find a woman who wants to make sure you're responsible, but not necessarily wanting you to pay for everything and you put all the effort in while she just sits back. I like that Ashley's bringing in the, um, the spiritual point of views because I I agree with what she's saying right now but um for me to have gotten to where Ashley is saying when she's like which her opinion is about um, dating for me to have like aligned up with her right I had to go through my shit and my shit it was kind of sad and funny at the same time because it was actually really sad um it was a narcissistic relationship Mm -hmm. and which was sad was actually my spiritual side was like, oh, I know about this, but then I really didn't consciously know about it or experience it. So I did, and I had to go through my own healing journey. And it's not always like that, but it's interesting, even in the, the spiritual dating, like they want to know if you're healed right away. Like if there's certain levels to you, like, you <laughs> yeah. like, what if you healed? What if you, right. and then you can line up and, and start to have <laughs> the same things, which is still not good. You don't want to have the same of sameness. But then we have the egotistical spiritual people who are like, yes. I'm spiritual and I got a crystal. But I've been there, you know, like <laughs> I get it. So I had to go through a really rough patch to to get to connect with like-minded because I wasn't aware I wasn't really like-minded. I was right. looking for myself. I wasn't seeing the reflections in the mirror. So, but I also like what Kyle said because as a guy, we, we tend to have that similar insecurity of like i don't have a 10 inch dick but i'm a, i'm cool with my my size i haven't had it like you go through these little moments and they're not just sex it's it's this um i believe it's like this inner being of am i good enough for this and we have high expectations of this like huge outcome mm-hmm. and i still fail at that at times because of like where i want my dreams to be and then i have to let go of it and so we're hoping like it's 
gonna all come one day. And it will, but it's a lot of work on individual. It's not just men or women, but um, I do, again, agree with Kyle because it sucks sometimes. There is this little nervousness really about, okay, is this gonna be a waste amount of, waste of time on, on going out? Right. Or is it going to be good? And we never know until we experience it. And that's all we can do is be comfortable to be yourself and grow. I'm, I'm going to tell you guys, like on some real shit. Now, I'm a woman in her 40s. The women who give a shit about the size are not experienced women. Okay, most women do not want 10 inches. I'm, I'm going to be very fucking honest with you. <laughs> Actually, like real shit. Most <laughs> women, most women with experience do not want to get plowed with 10 inches. I'm sorry. If you are not a fucking porn star, <laughs> you do not want to get that, okay? <laughs> just let's clear that shit up. I, just, I, 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 agree. I really do feel like it's the connection. Like, I, I'm also divorced, Kyle, and um, so my, you know, my take on what is something that women unrealistically expect and my flaw in my previous marriage was um, unconditional love. I had expected unconditional love and, um, you know, I was on my own healing journey, but it wasn't fast enough for him. And I expected that because we were together since we were 16, that um, he would just always, we were just like meant to be together. And I wasn't, we didn't have the same love language. I wasn't giving him what he wanted in a relationship, but also vice versa. But we didn't have the communication skills back then. You know, communication is so big. And also your your self-worth and your self-confidence. So here... We are two of us not happy with each other, but yet nobody leaves because we don't want to be alone. So then obviously fucked up shit happens and people cheat and people get heartbroken and, you know, people turn into good and bad guys when in reality we were just two unhealed people not knowing how to communicate, not knowing how to give each other what the other one wanted and thinking that we're supposed to be together. So it just is okay how it is without fixing anything. It's a... I think men have a hard time with that. And I don't understand because I'm a straight male. And a lot of a lot of people are like, Joe, why is I'm not like the, the, the main person for all men. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't know. I think I I was always emotionally open, so sensitive. I was sensitive to things, but I was like just emotional and loving. But men have an issue with realistic timing as well that's why i was saying like i could say this but it's really there's pros and there's, there's different ways for both and there's this expectation of being accepted for who we are and for me i realized like that phase for me i had to let go of this old version of joe where i was people pleasing everyone but men have this issue i think adapting we get comfortable to who we are and then we don't realize like we're going to change more and that changes realizing, oh, like, all right, this pain's within me because I, I need to realize my, my self-value. It's not about the job. I'm taking that on, on you. And and what happens is what Ashley already knows and what she's talking about, too, is we both will end up in lack of love because we're trying to give it to each other and we're out of it because we're not rejuvenating our happiness. I'm not saying go have sex with other people. I mean, do what you want. But, right. but self-love is... I'm having a coffee right now. This is actually kind of awesome too. Like anything that makes you happy and 
excited. You're going to rejuvenate um, with the intention. If you just do it, it has to be intention. And uh, a lot of men lack that too. There's the intention to do things, but sometimes we're doing it with hopes. We're doing it with hopes and an expectation as well. Like I hope they're happy. And there's that whole 3D world of we're just blaming each other for shit. <laughs> and we're just not happy to be ourselves. Yeah, it's uh, it's a, a vicious cycle. Like, uh, you know, kind of like Ashley, like I I thought um, when I was with my wife, you know, it was just unconditional love. Like no matter what happened or what we went through that, you know, she was always going to be there. And to be honest with you, you know, after going through a year of, uh, you know, we've been they were together for eight years, married for four, uh, have a four-year-old. But the last year, you know, like having to go through that by myself, like being split up uh, away from my child, like I had to do. And, uh, you know, like I just found like emotionally during that time, my emotional IQ was very low. Like the things that she was asking for, had I just, you know, wanted to touch and feel and affection and stuff like that and wanted to be shown love, you know, through feel. And I just. I was so blind to it. And for me, like my love language is I just want to be told like, you know, I'm appreciated because like at, she wasn't working at the time and, you know, I would go go to work and then I would have to come home and, you know, she'd been with our son all day and she wants a break from the kid. And then it's like, I'm giving her a break from the kid. And it's like, at the end of the night, we're laying in bed, you know, and she wants attention too. But it's also like, as a man, you need time to decompress because it feels like, the weight of your family or the weight of the world is always on your shoulders and sometimes it's just like you go from one thing to the next and the next and you're not expected to be you know to be able to have feelings that you know to feel like uh you can take a minute to breathe and just get a minute from yourself because it feels like you're being always pulled in every direction and you know that was hard you know and i used to get mad you know in fights and you know the one thing i heard recently is you know you never want to go to the or some people say it's better to sleep on it, but I think that we went to bed angry a lot near the end there. And we started to feel like two people that were sleeping in the same bed, just roommates at one point. And it really just, we started to split apart. So, I mean, this last year, and you never really appreciate somebody until you lose them, they say. And, you know, that's so true. Um, but I just thought, no matter what happened, you know, when I made those vows, you know, till death do us part, you know, I really meant that. Shit. I just, in today's world, I don't really, the divorce rate is so high, I don't really know if those words really hold any value. And as far as like women looking for, you know, the materialistic things, that's more of like a, a natural instinct that we all have in us, you know, they want who's going to be able to provide, protect. So in the world of social media, it's kind of like brainwashed people and just, Thing. like this is the standard this is what a good guy looks like when there's so many good guys like out there like me and joe you know who just thank you you get kind of like you get kind of lost in the shuffle because you're a good dude you know you you, you uh you you are open you know you want to do well by a woman like i'm loyal like when i'm with somebody i'm with somebody and it's just i don't know it's just a crazy world He's single, especially with like online dating, and it's just like, how do you meet a girl? Do you gotta go up to the bar and like, is that even really a real connection? Like, right. I want to, I want to ask you guys something because, like, Ashley made a point about how how are you meeting these women, right? And the same thing I tell the women that you know, because I have more women um, clients than I have men, and one of my biggest things is 
where do you think you're going to meet them? Amazon Prime is not going to deliver them, right? So one of the points that Ashley said is you have to be what you want, right? So that means living life, out hiking or doing what you like. You will find someone out there doing what you like, but you got to get out there. The bar is not the place. I don't give a fuck who you are listening. The bar is not the place. Most people in the bar, you, what is the bar? Like, let's look at it. Let's really look at it. What is the bar? Most women are out having their hot girl fucking night, right? They're getting, you know, the, the, the concept and personality of someone in a bar versus someone hiking is very fucking different, right? So I think when it comes to dating, we got to take a step back and, and kind of ask ourselves, what if, where am I really going? Where, where am I really putting myself? What, you know, what community am I putting myself to find these good people? But my question to you guys is, do you think, because I know that women were sold a fantasy about relationships of this one soulmate forever and ever and always, right? Everyone wants to find that one person that you'll live forever with, which I've come to realize is not reality. For most people, it's not reality, right? Do you guys feel like you were sold that same fantasy as men? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think everyone, everyone has a different childhood. But for me, I'm grateful. I'm not complaining, but my parents stayed together. They got married at 21, 22. You know, you 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 see this in the movies too of marriage and love and you're you're fed this subconscious belief. And that's actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I changed a, a lot of what I think life is supposed to be with love and relationship completely around after that. After not that realization of relationships. So, yeah, I do agree with that. Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know any guy out there who was just having that is actually, you know, thinks that having me must sex with a bunch of women fulfilling because it's not. I mean, everybody a fulfilling relationship with a woman trying to build something with them. Uh, and it's just like my people together. Uh but my definition of, you know, you get your, what your definition of love looks like by what your parents' relationship is. And, you know, my parents at one point in time were just together for the kids. And, you know, there's kind of, they're just together. And you think, you know, they're in love with each other, but, you know, there's constant fighting and arguing and it's a dysfunctional household. And you grow up and you take that with you and you think that that is what love looks like. And that's not what love looks like. You know, sometimes men carry that into their relationship. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, uh, I, I definitely agree with that. I felt like, you know, that fairy tale meet in high school, and they're they're the one, and you're supposed to stay together. And I ended up staying in a relationship I wasn't happy in for ten years because I, I also felt like, like I said, unconditional love. It doesn't matter what it's like. You choose each other. Um, and it took a lot of unlearning and unconditioning to realize that, that is not the case. Right. I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions in relationships because we kind of set ourselves up for failure. We're, we're not we're in the experience until it's not going right. Right. We're in the experience until we're we're no longer aligned. And being in the spiritual side of it opens your eyes a lot. 
right? And I'm not saying disowning church or anything like that, just shifting your way of looking at things, right? And you start to understand what does alignment mean? You know, even on the part where you hear two people yoked together, there's still an alignment that comes with the energy, but that alignment does not say forever. And people mistaken that to forever. Not, and I'm not confusing that with sex because no, I don't agree with women or men out there, you know, just fucking a million people. And that's cool because at the end of the day, anyone who's having sex with so many people, you're hurt. You're hurting inside. That's a deeper, a whole nother level. And there's not, I mean, we could go toe to toe with someone on here and it's, you're going to find that they're deeply hurt inside. But when it comes to the relationship, it's like you do at some point have to realize that people are not property. And I think people go into more, this relationship is property, your mind versus we're aligned together in this experience. And let's just be happy for what it is. And when we're no longer aligned, be okay to walk away, be okay to walk away and still have that love. There's a difference, of course, being in love with someone in that first chemistry in a couple of years. And then you can make some people change and grow. And I know, and this happens on men and women, that somebody stops growing, right? Somebody stops growing somewhere and then it's alignment. Sometimes you can get that back. Sometimes you can't. And I think not that we should be okay with divorce and be like, oh, let's promote divorce. But I think we should be more okay with understanding when it's over and be okay to walk away peacefully without all the dramatic shit and craziness. You know, I think marriage with the whole everything that we talked about with the beliefs of what we've been taught, especially with marriage, it's like not only marriage there's a lot of things in life too that we put fear on of what happens if i do that and instead of like talking it out being okay to move past it and move on and separate there's just this fear so we don't do anything we just stay in the fear and we keep trying or we don't and the fear of even like another love it could it, it could be a just love in general another relationship the doubt in our conscious mind prevents us because we are humans that want security of like, I, I need to see it first to know I can leave. I need to feel it, I feel okay with it before. I think that's another thing with men and women, but we're, we, we all do it in some way, but we need to feel okay to move on. And there, there's this thing that everyone hears is trust the process, which is not seeing it, you feel it, you just know it, you trust it. and make the decision but um i also have a different opinion about sex now versus before right. before i had the same belief where it was you you're gonna have this energetic connection and you're gonna have this and you have to be careful of energy there was a lot of this like be careful with energy but it was right. the fear of the unknown because you can't see it you can right. feel it you can feel it and i i personally like i like sex and it's like it's either it has to be a mental, physical, spiritual. It has to have those connections. And my opinions about relationships changed because I was always this person that was like, okay, I went through a breakup. I feel better now. I, I waited some time. I, I'm, I'm happy. Oh, you know, I'm ready for someone. And I get into a relationship. And I wasn't realizing, like, I would love myself, but then, like, give up on myself to bring in someone else to compliment it. But it wasn't, like, enough, so then it would go back down. So now I'm just free to be myself where it's like, I'm not looking for this perfect person. I'm not looking, this is Joe. Joe likes this, 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 and this. 
And if you're cool and I'm cool, just like I think Ashley said something before, if you're a vegan, cool. Like, just don't make me be a vegan. Like, I love you for who you are. Um, like, it's not like a deal breaker where for me in the past, it used to be socks, actually, like weird socks. Like, right. I, something about weird socks on women, I'd be like, yeah, no. <laughs> Turn up. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's weird. It's like the socks. No, that's where I draw the line. That's kind of embarrassing to admit. Like, yeah, it's just sort of socks are kind of weird. And <laughs> I don't know why, but people are okay to have their preference, though. So, do you guys feel, or, or should I say this? Do when do you realize, like? maybe I'm not a great communicator. Cause I think communication is one of the downfalls of dating and relationships, period. When do you stop and say, maybe I'm not the best communicator in this situation? I feel like you start to uh, get those resentments. They start coming out in arguments. It's because you are, as men, like, you know, you're not really taught from a young age, you know, you're taught to be strong, not really emotion. So, you know, we have a hard time expressing how we feel in the moment. Like a woman will tell you why she's upset right then and there. Like, I didn't like that. It was like a five minute breakdown, the whole thing. And you'll be like, wow, I didn't really think that when that came out of my mind, that was going to make you feel that way. But, you know, your wife or your girlfriend might say something to you. And instead of like, you know, I like why, you just kind of like let it go. You don't really say something right then moment and then you find out later on like that really bothered you and it comes out in an argument and you've been holding on to that and it, that resentment and you you're like i mean it had only i had said something earlier than it wouldn't have led up to this because it's all these small things that are leading up to something big when it could have just been squashed early on uh i was a terrible communicator in my marriage terrible um and i think a lot it led to a lot of problems and i i felt like I also felt like, you know, when my wife would tell me, you know, why she was feeling some type of way, I would try to explain my action and how I was feeling in the moment and I would get shut down. And instead of trying to, you know, continue to have that conversation, I would just shut down and hold on to it and hold on to it and hold on to it. And then it would just come out and it would be like, well, I didn't know that you're holding on to all this. And it's a huge, and what could have been resolved quickly was, becomes a huge fight because I felt like in the moment I wasn't being heard. So instead, but, but there's always that saying though, you know, happy wife, happy life. So it's like, you know, as long as the wife's happy, uh, no. happy I, when it's really like, not like that. I don't agree with that. I, I have a, I, I don't agree with that at all. I understand what you mean. And I'm glad that you brought that point up because I do feel like women, we are not great communicators. We think we are because we nag, <laughs> we are great naggers. Right. There's no woman that could say she's not a great nagger, but there's not a lot of women who know how to effectively communicate because in a communication, effectively, you're listening. Most women aren't listening. They're just ah, nah, nah. I mean, I work with a lot of them. Most women are not listening and I have to show them the energy of their person. Like, did you stop to take a moment to see how this person's feeling? Most of their people are like burdened and got a lot of stuff going on. They're not even cheating on them. You know, it's like they're stressed the fuck out. Did you take the time to like talk to this person? Did you take a moment to ask this person, what do they need? What's their mental status? And it's just like, oh shit. Oh shit. I've been all in what I need. I have not realized what this person needs. And I think unfortunately a lot of women get very selfish. We, we are very selfish in our nature. And it's sad to see how many men we're not 
pushed and raised to be that vocal of what they need because that's that statement right there happy life you know happy wife and it's like no because the, the community the, the partnership's not going to be happy at some point that man is going to have a fucking breakdown at some point he will be pushed to go cheat at some point he will you know other shit will happen and we've seen i've seen people close to me take their lives as men because of the pressure of society on them so i think a lot of women need to take that step aside and understand that we're not as great with communication just because we nag two very different things yeah i mean actually my thing was uh my thing was drinking and actually I'm uh, six months into recovery, six months sober. So it was like, I felt like I couldn't, I wasn't being heard. And, and I didn't want to, as a man, you, you want the problems to be your own problems. You feel like you can resolve it on your own. You don't want to open up and allow people to come in and be able to help you. And you also don't want to drag like people in, I guess, into your problems. So you kind of close yourself off and you, and you try to find ways to cope with things. Like you said, that's why <laughs> men, you know, sometimes end up turning to other substances or, or turning to suicide or cheating because you feel like you're not being hurt in a relationship and the pressure is mounting. And as a man, you know, you're you're told from age, you know, you got to be the you're supposed to be the protector, the provider. I mean, not so much have careers where the head of their household, but you know, in most cases, a, a man doesn't feel like he's a he's the one who's working all the time who's you know protecting the family you know doing this this and that and sometimes a woman doesn't realize it but she's not helping take stress off your only adding to it and it compounds the issue and then like you said you just feel like the world is caving on you you have nowhere to go so where you turn it was drinking and it became an issue and it what was started an everyday thing and I felt like that that was my coping mechanism to get through life because I didn't have anybody else to go to. And that's part of being a terrible communicator, too. Right, right. I, I honestly think that, um, so we all have the masculine feminine energy within us. But when it comes to the communication, even within ourselves, like, so there's that difficulty of realizing being hurt, but then we take it out on other people. The communication, what I've noticed over the, my life so far, is that it will start with one topic that could have been discussed real simple, but we chose like to respond negatively because we're hurt. All we hear is you're not enough in our subconscious mind. So we were like responding with more negativity and oh, you said that, so we're gonna go to this. And it's just like conversation back there that's not even necessary. But um, we all have that, that nature. So historically, men did the hunting per se, and then the women did the gathering. There's, there was these these natures. So I think that women have a nature of just seeing a different route, and men have a nature of seeing another route. So even spiritually, I tell people, math for masculine energy, like sometimes it's really needed to be the feminine and just love yourself, just be be in that energy, love yourself. But then there's the, the masculine too, where it's let it out. Like, okay, let it all out. Because we, we let it all out and vent or complain. And then we go, oh, wait, now I see, understand. So I'd rather do that personally and then go, oh, I see. I think we need to be human sometimes still too, to communicate what's frustrating, 
but still be with someone capable of going, this is Joe's method and this is her right. method or this is their method. And they know how to like, do we need what? Like a, a, a secret word, like pine cones. All right, break, we'll come back. Like, there needs to be that understanding and harmony. And I think with dating too and all this, people say what they want in a person or they're looking for, but they haven't really, there's still more. I'm, there's always more learning for me too, but right. communication's big. And I learned this recently too, and I'll kind of wrap it up. I like to talk a lot. Um, it's about speaking your truth. And spiritually, it sucks sometimes because I already know and feel, I don't know everything, but this person's like not telling me something. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? And I'm like, oh, you know, nothing. And I'm going, okay, you just speak your truth, it's okay. But they act weird, they won't talk for like three days. And I'm like, hey, let's, you want to just be friends? Oh, yes. Come to find out, you know, they're going to go back to their head. But this is a while ago, but you feel it as a spiritual person. I think everyone still feels it. But speak your truth. Speaking your truth, you're being able to say, hey, I like you. Hey, I'm not really happy right now. Hey, I'm going to go complain over there and be a little weird and come back. Whatever that is. Right, speak right. Truth. Yeah, so I wrote some notes because I wanted to touch on something that both Joe and Kyle had said. Actually, and you, Ariana. So the first thing is with the nagging. So back to what we had said in the beginning with like, having your own self-worth, the only reason you nag is because either you did not communicate or you're too afraid to leave after you did communicate and you're still not getting something that you need in the relationship. So yeah, communication is the biggest thing. You state, hey, listen, I know it may not be the funnest job, but I don't like taking out the garbage and I just, I really appreciate it if you do that. That that's like one thing that I feel like a guy should handle and it's something that I need, you know? Now, me, that's that's so trivial, but I'm just saying as an example, you know, if there's something that you need, you communicate it. And once you communicate it, you do not nag. If it's something you cannot live with, then you have to walk away. You have to decide, okay, I communicated this and it's now their choice. If they, you know, feel that they care enough to take that burden off me, they will do it. And if they don't, I have a choice to walk away, but I'm not going to stay mad and try to change them. During, oh dear, we all, are we all there? Okay. I kind of keep freezing, but it's okay. <laughs> We're back. I was like, what's um, <laughs> like the man being protector and and the provider i do i do feel that also and i don't know if that's a societal thing or again just because back in the day that was natural for us um but men are strong you know they are they are kind of in that protector role however it has to be an equal exchange men will want to protect you if you're appreciating them and men, I mean, and women will want to appreciate the man if he is showing them that he cares and loves for them. So it's that equal exchange. You don't just provide, protect, do everything and get nothing in return. Your your partner has to communicate like, wow, I, I really love that you do this. It makes me feel this way. And then, then you want to do it. It's natural. It's not something that's forced and it's not something that feels like a burden. Right. Uh, yeah, the, the, the I protect thing, some men think that that's like a, 
how they show the love. Like, hey, I go to work. You know, <laughs> that's me showing how I love you. <laughs> you know, I pay the bills or whatever. But uh, you know, going through this like the, the last this last year and like uh, you know getting sober and you know working the steps through A and stuff. Like, I really learned how to. I didn't have any self worth before, you know, and I really wasn't in love with the person that I was. And those internal conversations were a conversation of feeling, you know, like. I'm not enough or I may never be enough or, you know, entering a relationship like, you know, how is she going to view me? And that's not having any, you know, love for yourself and, and speaking your truth. Like I just this just happened recently, you know, sometimes in a relationship, like I'll get into a relationship and, you know, I have a hard time hurting people's feelings. You know, like I don't want to hurt people's feelings. And by not wanting to hurt somebody else's feelings and tell them how I really feel, you know, I let the relationship drag on longer than it probably should. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you end up losing that self-respect for yourself and end up losing yourself in that because you don't really want to be in the relationship anymore, but you, you don't want to hurt any Like, I don't want to I don't want to hurt somebody's feelings because, you know, I don't want that. I'm, I don't want them to view me as, you know, an asshole or, you know, the bad guy or a monster or this right. or that. Like, I use them, but I didn't I don't get into a relationship to use somebody. You know, I get in a relationship because I feel there's a connection and I feel like we connect on some level. And at some point you get into a relationship and it's just, you guys just don't have that, that spiritual, you know, like what you guys talk about, emotional connection and it's just not there. Yeah. You realize it And as adults, like, and as men and women, like, I think at some point you have to say like, Hey, this just isn't working and just will be able to walk away. It's hard though, because usually when you walk away, there's so much hostility, whether it be the man or the woman. It can never just be like a mutual, like, hey, we're going our separate ways type deal. (laughs) I was going to go back to what Joe said about the honesty, right? About that just being honest with what you truly want, what you truly need. And when it goes to communication, most people cannot articulate what they truly need in a particular situation. Too many people need the other person to make them happy is one of the bad problems, right? We're coming into this dating and I already expect you to light up my life and make my life interesting. Now we're going to go on, you know, dating and we're going to go on trips and we're going to do all this shit together. And then then the person's like, yeah, but I don't want to do any of that. And the other person's like, well, what the fuck you mean? I think people miss that in the beginning of what dating and relationships are. I think a lot of people, male and, and female, believe that the other person is going to complete their life. And I do understand how love makes us feel. It's intoxicating when you're in the moment in that chemistry. But again, it's a little delusional, right? Because we're going in wanting this person to create this happiness for for us, which you've seen, all of us have seen, we haven't created it for ourselves first. So how can you be happy with someone and you haven't even done that work to go in and say, what the fuck does make me happy? You know, <laughs> like. Well, that's what, what I was going to say before is I'm spiritual, but like we, I tell people all the time, like, don't, don't think that being spiritual is this, like, you're going to be at the state forever, every day. Like right. I had to go through more shit to go to deep, different emotions. Like I'm a great person. I love people. But I've been in relationships where I was taken to levels of like, what the fuck? Like, we're here. All right. And I'm proud to say that because it just brought me to those experiences of, okay, I never want to have to experience that so much 
then I'm gonna sit here with it and think about what did I not see? And there was plenty of things I didn't see, but right. it was mainly like, we keep looking for someone to provide us with this self stuff. We're not healing, like right. you said. So I had to go through that again to realize, okay. And then I had to sit with myself more. Right. But I think really, and I don't know why some people just keep repeating the cycle. They'll find the same person in someone else. Right. And they haven't healed this trauma from being cheated on or whatever. We're all different. Right. But for me, as I'm like progressing with experiences, it's like, okay, what do I want? Right. Do I really want a committed relationship right now? What does that look like if it is like, what I, even my guides told me recently, you need to actually, they told me the same thing you did. What type of person in detail, in a, in a specific detail, not like just features, like right. these little things that we're talking about are pretty big. And we have to get to that point because everything we were been shown as a kid and all this, and it's no one's fault, but it is and it isn't. It's right. like an evolution of um, illusion. <laughs> right. We realize like, oh, it's not supposed to be this way. Oh wait, this is how it feels. How does that, wow, it feels great. There's still a lot of people that are, and we as, I say we're all light beings because we're all growing our light. Right. You're gonna attract those people still because right. they're gonna go, hi, who are you? <laughs> you're great. And you're gonna be like, oh, you're, we already know. Like, hey, how's it going? Uh -huh. Right. Um, but we're on a planet right now. It's different, different consciousnesses that are still learning and we're all learning and who's at that level learning, but it sucks. I wanted to touch something that Kyle said. Um, he said about his self-worth and I wanted to touch that because um, I know that women struggle with it too, but I think there is that um, misconception of what self-worth is. So do you feel like as men, do you feel you were taught what true self-worth is for you? No. No, not really. I mean, men have the same, like, go through the same insecurities that women do, you know, like body dysmorphia, you don't feel like you're good enough looking, you're not this, you're not that. And then, you know, I guess so, you're taught self versus man is, you know, you have a good job, you're able to, you know, it's more like materialistic. It's just, I don't know. I, we As men, you're not really taught that. You're just taught to, you know. Right you know, be strong, you know, you got to get through it. Life's going to be hard. And I feel like, the, you know, sometimes the world is a little different when it comes to raising a boy, raising a girl and, and how you go about that. Because it, when you're a man, it feels like when you're going through something, it feels like, and this is probably a little bit of like being a bad communicator or being able to reach out for help, but you feel like no one's going to be there to get you when you fall down. You got to be able to be resilient, be, be able to, uh, overcome adversity and be able to get yourself through something. Whereas a woman, you know, it's, it seems like, you know, like you'll have more support maybe like from family or something like that. Whereas man, it's kind of like, Hey man, you're 30 years old. You got to figure it out. <laughs> I can't help you out. You know? Right. So I don't know. Wasn't really taught that, I guess. Yeah. I think, um, I think, uh, I bring that up because I think a lot of men, their self-worth is pushed to materialism and they have to have that prestigious job and they have to have this and it is it's not for everyone not everybody sees men and i think that's where the gap comes into it because by the time you realize that <laughs> you got to go through some shit right you got to go through some shit and say oh damn not everybody is like this okay so now i've learned i um, was 
intimidated by that like insecurity for for a while because my career I had a lot of experience as a chef but it was never consistent like I'm a I'm a person that life's gonna bring me where life's gonna bring me and if it's a year six months and so events would happen but I learned so many different um, perspectives of in, in the kitchen right. so my career went to automotive so there's still these thoughts of needing to be looking successful and not just looking being like it would come to like a moon a full moon right something would be like right. wow what's going on with my life i'm not where i want to be this was actually just recently too with me it just hit me all at once like i couldn't avoid it right and i was like i was depressed because i was thinking about how i'm still not where i would like to be and this and that and there's the spiritual aggravation where it's like i'm putting so much energy into this i've had experiences i know it's gonna happen this way i'm gonna trust it you get aggravated like it's not here yet but i had to learn being okay with being in the present moment but right. yeah also with dating there, there was a point of i had a lot of used cars growing up my last car before was a beat up volkswagen beetle five speed i liked it right. but it was still embarrassing because it was falling apart <laughs> and so we have this thought sometimes of, am I am I good enough? And that's where we have to heal because right. when we're actually realizing, if you love me for who I am, car, what I have now or not, I'm living at right. home with my parents still, I'm 31. You realize like you're where you're supposed to be. Right. And if someone doesn't like you just because of what you have or don't have, that's not going to be cool because they're, they're going to either push you to go get it and you're not ready for it or you didn't yeah. learn from it or when, when will you be good enough? And that's for men and women. Um, I think that there's a big problem too with, I'm gonna do this thing, and they someone puts a lot of work into themselves for someone else. Right. Like, I'm gonna go get a whole new education because this person I'm with wants me to do that, and they believe right. in me, so I love them. And I'm doing it, we do it with parents too, but right. doing something to please someone, and if you're doing that in the wrong intention, you're not doing it for yourself, and you're not gonna be happy. Because when will you be happy? When they're happy with you, and it's not just that. It's it's a lot of like lack of communication and also lack of self value. Because if we don't have the self value for this, a lot of people are afraid to go. I'm done and move on. And a lot of people are afraid to not do that and stay still. So there's a lot of different right. things. I mean, sometimes women. Sometimes a woman, though, like if you're with a good woman, like really. Um, Sometimes they see the potential in you and they, they're trying to push you towards that potential. And, you know, sometimes you're just not ready or you don't have that that self-confidence in yourself to take that next step. And, and you become, I mean, my, me, myself, I've been working on an assembly line for the last eight years and I've become very complacent almost. You know, like I feel very comfortable in the situation I'm in. I make good money. I get good benefits. And, you know, like that's OK with me. Like I'm OK with that. But. You know, I had recently had a girl try to push me towards, you know, I, I, you went to school, like you could do better. Like, you don't have to work. You know, I work a night shift Monday through Friday. It's hard to see my son during the week and stuff like that. And it's like, you could do so much better for yourself and not have to work as hard. And I felt like she was pushing me towards that because that's what she wanted. So she could spend more time with me. And I kind of got a little resentful about it when maybe that wasn't the case. I mean, even my ex-wife pushed me to go to school and get a degree and I appreciate that because I wasn't going to do that on my own. Sometimes as a man, you need a kick in the ass from somebody to 
to because they see something more in you and a good woman wants to build with you you know they just don't want something from you they want to build a life with you and it's hard to find those women it really is because you have to be very careful some women just want something out of you they just want that sense of security they don't really want what else you're offering that emotional connection and i think the physical stuff only goes so far like when it comes to sex like I mean, the sex can only, you know, it's just a physical thing. There has to be, the, it means so much more when there's that emotional connection that you have with a woman. Like, right. Yeah. I was going to say, because you brought up the point, I have dealt with, um, even myself in, in previous relationship where I was trying to push the man to do all of these things that he didn't want to do. And also in that same token, he was doing the same to me, trying to push me in a way where I didn't really want to go that way. And I think sometimes a lot of us, and I don't know if it's just women or men, but I think we date on potential. We date for potential, what we potentially want or what we potentially see that someone can do. It doesn't matter though, what you see this person doing. It's like, what what does the person see themselves? And if we're going to date, then I have to accept you for who you are, right? If I'm dating you, it's not about changing you. And I think a lot of people date with that potential of changing. And a lot of women, I've heard this, have this kind of conception of molding a man. And it's just like... Take an reclamation project, yeah. <laughs> Build you from the ground up. I found him in the slums. I'll get into the summer. It doesn't work, though. It doesn't work. I think that resentment you talk about, that, you know what I mean? That resentment. So how is it going to go far if all of a sudden now you're being pushed into something that you don't want to do? Because who's to say what you do is bad? Who's to say what you, what you do? Because I think the word term settling has become this bad word. You know what I mean? It's become this bad word to say, oh my God, I'm settling for this. But if you love what you do, you see it as it's it's um, st- stability. You make good money. It provides for you, your healthcare and all of this. How is that a bad thing? Yeah. You know, I, I wanted to kind of hit on what Kyla said about, but um, like what happens if, you do meet somebody and you do like their personality and who they are, but you do have your own goals. Like you want a certain, you want to live in a certain area and not for egotistical reasons, but it's just like beautiful to you, right? Like I have certain towns that I drive through and I'm like, the, the aura is nice. Like it's so peaceful. When I buy a house, this is where I want to, this is where I aspire to be. And then, you know, you meet this, this person and you really do enjoy them but their lifestyle is not conducive to the things that you want. So that may come across as shallow, like, oh, he doesn't make enough money. But, you know, where's that line between where it does become shallow, he doesn't have the job, it's not financially responsible, and what it's just not aligning with your goals and what you want for yourself. I kind of think you need to call it like you see it, though, because if I meet someone, right, and I have all of this predetermination of what my life, where I want to live, the city and all of this. And I meet someone who doesn't have those same characteristics, doesn't have that same plan. That is me being in my shallowness to think that this person should change for me just because I like this person. Right. Right. So do you at that point give up, give up on your aspirations for them or do you give up that? This, this is what I tell people. You have to make a decision in that moment is 
because somebody's going to give up something in this particular situation or eventually whatever happens, it crashes and burns. I'm not in the business of trying to change anybody to be the man or, you know, person that I want them to be. That's not where I am. I think at a certain point you get to that place to understand there is no changing someone. They are who they are. So you have to find someone who matches you on some level where you two can come together and live happily. There is no changing. So what people do is, oh, I like you. And then, oh, we're going to change. No, that, that, that's setting yourself up for failure. And I think a lot of people do that wrong. And a lot of, cause behind what's, what's really there. I'm afraid to be alone. I don't want to be alone. So I'm going to be with this person and I'm delusional to think this person's going to change their life or I'm going to have to change my life for this person. And we call it love. Yeah. If someone doesn't have goals, like let's say you have your goals, I have my goals. There's, to me, there's also like, if you are willing to take time with that person, I think that's still the greatest thing you can do because you're not looking for someone to just fill in their time slot with you and your goals. Like they, both both people need to have their own happinesses. And just because we're like, let's say we're like, want to date right now. You're like, I want to live here. I was like, oh, well, I want to live there. And that, that can't just be the only deal breaker. Like if you have great vibes with someone, you let that time ride out and, and enjoy that uh, connection, build it up because so many variables can change, but I still think it's really uh, important to find someone that does have their own things that they would like to do or their goals are. Because otherwise that's saying someone's just looking for you to light their life up. Someone's just gonna like be like, oh yes, me too. Like, but we all need to have our own things. And I don't think it's hard to find someone to match or compliment you with. It's just finding your own rhythm. Like I realized I don't sleep normally like most people. I'll go to bed at like 3 a.m. or sometimes I won't sleep at all, it just happens. Um, I'd rather do certain things. So I gotta find someone to compliment me with that in some way. Like right. it's gonna happen. Settling is, um, I think more so, okay, I, right now it kind of annoys me a little bit that they do this, but I really like them a lot. So I'm willing to unconditionally love them for who they are. But then there's the settling, which is, I don't know what else is there in the world, so I might as well do it now. Right. And then it's going to crash burn. So It's not going to work. You, you know, like, I'm not saying that, you know, you should pick at someone that you're dating, right? But I think you have to be realistic because I'm the type of energy where if I say this is my geographical location and yours is way across the country, that is a deal breaker because I'm not moving because of love. Like, I'm not doing it, right? I'm not relocating for love. That's not going to happen for me. That might be something that someone else is okay with. And I think you have to be true to yourself when you're dating, I think you need to be honest about that, not the, the delusional hope that, okay, maybe it'll change and you play the role but at the end of the day, you know damn well you don't want to fucking go move to Arkansas, you know, and you're in this other state. I think there has to be some honesty behind it when you're you're having these conversations, that alignment. You, if you're up all night and this is a person who fucking goes to bed at nine, let, how is that going to fucking work? You know, this person is going to be pissed off and mad every time the light is on, they hear something, you know, I can't go to sleep. And there goes the arguments because we didn't take the time to say, yeah, our chemistry was great, but our, we weren't in alignment. We don't, we're not doing the same things. We don't, we don't vibe the same way. Our lives are totally different. We're two separate people. Well, you can have chemistry with millions of people. There's billions of people on this earth and chemistry is there with millions. 
doesn't mean you have to try with all of them. I think you got to be authentic to who you are. The, the real relationships work when people compromise and work together, right? But you also have to be authentically you in that space. I don't know. Like I'm very sarcastic. And if, <laughs> if I can't be with someone who's like, even in a weird moment where I'm like, I drop some sarcasm and enjoys it. Like that's how I kind of lighten the mood. And, that's right. and they're pissed them. off and mad at it. Like, <laughs> So I want to touch, um, because I think a lot of problem also, especially on the men's side is the inability to connect with your femininity. Okay. So we both, we all know that as well, we don't all know as known with a lot of us weren't taught this shit that we both carry masculine and feminine energy within and have that balance within. Um, do you find, and I know today more women are in their masculine energy, which is kind of throws a lot of things off. Cause even myself, you know, being a single mom, I had to go into my masculine energy to be the provider, to be the go do this, do that, get shit done. Cause there was nobody else going to do it for me. Um, so then I, I've had to learn and I'm still learning how to get into my feminine energy and what that means for me to be in that energy. So I see it on as the, the masculine struggle with that, to be that receiver, to be that taking in, to just be in that energy. So how hard is it as men to truly understand what that means? And are you even there yet? Truly there? If um, I don't want to say I'm ever really truly there because I want to say just get little surfaces of when I do get there. But it is just even recently because it's from my life. It's been you go through this, you learn this and then you kind of go back to revisit something. It's like, oh, I also didn't see that. So I thought I was loving myself. And what was happening was I would be like, okay, wake up, smoke a cigarette. I'll actually have coffee. What am I doing next? And then I'll go out for a ride go to Dunkin' Donuts for some reason, go to the river. So I thought I was like loving myself. And I was also listening to motivational speeches because they helped me with um, getting in my, my, my mental state, but also pushing out work. Like when I want to do something creative, but I was also avoiding a deeper, deeper emotion. And I was getting burnt out and I had to stop. And I went through a lot of like things I had to sort through on my own. But I got to this point, which is actually getting up in the morning, I smoked a cigarette, had my coffee and went, no. And I heard, what's next? And I went, nope. I had to actually go outside, lay in the grass, put affirmations on and like force my inner being to just chill. That to me was the feminine aspect as well. That's a part of it. Mm -hmm. Career wise, I'm a chef and also I have automotive skills. So I was actually around all women at one point and then all men at one point. So my reality was like feminine energy, masculine energy. <laughs> like, right. I was like, wow, this is interesting. I'm very observant. So I don't think it has to feel or uh, be known in a specific manner. As long as you're aware of your surroundings is one thing, your creative, emotional side, your peaceful side. There's also learning in those energies too. But for me, just even recently, and my journey's been like, I want to see six years of my soul awakening. We gotta know that. Right. right. Um, was actually laying in the grass and going, oh my God, I wasn't just sitting with myself to just let my thoughts clear. And that was what I felt. Um, the closest so far I've been to the feminine energy. <laughs> okay. But love, self-love. Yeah, I'm not all the way there, but uh, definitely like I'm a single parent like you. And when I have my son, you know, you have to play both roles. and. Uh, 
I didn't have to do that before. You know, I was just the dad or whatever, and I didn't, I didn't have to show, you know, that love, that caring, that, uh, that patience. You know, that right. it's a, it's a different thing, and I feel like spending time alone with my son and not having like a woman to turn to or him having his mom to go to, it's really like had me more in touch with that, and uh, you know, I see that you know, how hard it would be like if it was just me raising him, how how hard it is for single parents, you know, like right. if his mom was in his life to play both roles because it's hard to toe that line where you want to be hard on him, but you also understand like sometimes he just needs a hug, like and he needs, needs to be told that he's loved and, you know, that you care, like you want to hear him out on something instead of being like, you know, pick yourself up, you'll be all right, get over right, it. Right. Dust it off. <laughs> yeah, dust it off. It'll be fine. Wow, that's that's an awesome because um, I'm a dad, and I really think that's a great. Yeah, for me I to say, it's a great experience to have your, your son and see it that way. Right. Because it reminded me of like I love my grandfather, but he wasn't the type of person to say I love you to anyone. And right. then my mother, she was more emotional. So it's like we there's different, so many different experiences, and to even see you as a single dad you're like i understand it though in this way that's awesome hell yeah because you know you guys as men know the men before you didn't have that and didn't show that 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 nurturing side it was very hard for them if if any had that nurturing capability um and tapping into that is key very very key for men so i know we've been on relationships go back to dating so real quick <laughs> What is one of your just like no on dating, turn off, <clears throat> ultimate like hell no, I'm leaving this date. <laughs> oh man, honestly, we know you got the socks. You see the socks and it's done. <laughs> yeah, well that I don't know about it anymore. I still feel weird about it. There's something about fuzzy looking socks. I don't know. I don't know. I have to take That's so relevant. Um. <laughs> This is a good question. Hold on, I gotta think more about it. Teeth are a big one. <laughs> you gotta check. Wow, I mean, it's kind of hard. <laughs> For me, honestly, um, is someone who is like, regardless if it's in the beginning or at somewhere, who is like really super clingy. Like, there's cute clingy. Like right. it's in the moment thing type. Like, there's what first date. Thing. We're talking about first date. First date. Oh, first first date. date. What the hell? Uh, ditzy, like a girl who's very ditzy, like that is just like a huge turnoff for me. Like I don't have time for that. That's not, I'm not into that. I think we're all going to agree on the personal hygiene, right? Got it. Personal hygiene has to be there, right? There's just no, 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 can't go okay. So after personal hygiene, right? Yeah. Just got a question. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I think for me, it's, it's intellect, it's conversation, because if we sit down and we start and we're waiting on the meal, right, we're waiting on the meal or whatever, and there's like these long, awkward pauses, and I'm a person who tries the conversation and I'll keep going, but if I have to really pull teeth to get some conversation out of you, I've, I've, I've checked out. I, um, yeah, when it feels like you're at a job. <laughs> because it's not a conversation then it's like okay so what's your favorite color all right what time are you, uh, <laughs> you know? i went through experiences because what uh me and my ex put up it you know i went on tinder and i was like i'll try this out you know everyone's like oh go on tinder 
or whatever. And I went out, drove like an hour to meet this girl, went on dinner, and it was just the worst like experience I've ever had. Like, was not the person who she was like messaging, and like the conversation was like so bad. I felt like I was having to drag myself through the meeting. Like, can we just get to the check so I can just drop her off and get the hell out of here? <laughs> like, yeah, nothing. And she's like, not even trying. <laughs> So, Ashley, did you have one? Like, a- mine would be the same as yours. Like, I've tried Tinder, and I'll tell you literally the first message when we match, I'll send be like, listen, I don't like small talk. Let's grab coffee. And if there's a vibe, great. If not, that's that. Like, right. I don't, because somebody can be totally different typing right. than in person. Wow. So, yeah, I just, there's not like a specific trait. It's just when you see them and you have that vibe or you don't. Right. It's that, like, Oh, hey, so how's the weather? And it's like, uh... Oh, we're talking about... <laughs> oh, okay, it's raining outside. <laughs> like, I feel like we all have that inner intuition, though, like, when you sit right. down somebody, like, is it going to be a good vibe? Like, oh, after the first couple minutes. And that's why I feel like, yeah, the, doing coffee next time, probably a way better idea than having right. through an entire, like... Right. I think grabbing a coffee and tea is, is an awesome idea. I th- I think I wanted to go into that men are expected to create a memorable, memorable and exciting date. And I wanted to go into that because I do see that. I do see that and I feel that. And I feel like it is fucked up, too. That's, that's where we tend to go as women. Not me particularly, but I do see it. And I was a woman like that who had that expectation. And unfortunately, a lot of women forget that they're at the date, too. So I think that first coffee that just, hey, let's have a chat first. Let's just see each other first instead of it being like, we got to go to dinner. We got to go here. We got to go. I don't think your first date should be movies anyway, because you're not actually talking. You're watching a fucking movie. So how effective is that? But, (laughs) you know, but why, you know, why is it? And you guys probably can't answer that, but. Why is it that you guys are expected to create this beautiful day and everything and, and women are just like, I'm just here for the experience. Yeah, they come up. That's totally a societal thing. That is completely just like what society has decided. Because I'm not like that either. Like I said, right. I, I would hate to go on a first date to something long in case I don't like the person. Right. Like, let's go for a short walk and get some coffee. That's, that's it. So if a guy is like, you're like, okay, where are we going? And the guy's like, where do you want to go? And the girl's like, well, where do you want to go? Oh man, that's the first thought. I don't, I don't know. Where we, and then you suggest like five different things and they're like, no, well then you do know what you want to do. But it's like, you're expected as a man, you know, roll up as Prince Charming, you know, come to the door, open the door, car, you know, provide like, you know, the entertainment for the night. Like we're supposed to go to a nice place, you oh, know. Dash. Yeah, no DoorDash, no McDonald's drive-through. <laughs> I think that drive-through is not bad at all if you do something else with that. You know what I mean? Go like, okay, we're gonna go get this takeout, but let's go look at the stars. I think that people have to get away from the society bullshit of it has to be this upscale dinner, five-star fucking dining. When most people don't even make that money to five. I say this to most women, and if you're listening, take this in. If you cannot take yourself to that five-star fucking restaurant, don't expect the man to take you there. I I really feel like a lot of women just get on this pretense of, I'm going to get you to do what I can do for me. You know, just like women with with flowers. I'm a type of woman who buys myself flowers. I'm not over here waiting on a man to buy me fucking flowers. I think women need to step out of that of, 
that the man needs to do this, that, and the third that I don't even do for myself. And then I think men need to realize that. What woman are you dealing with on this date that is requiring this from you that most likely is not doing this for herself? Right. Because really down-to-earth women want to go look at the stars. They don't give a fuck about the restaurant. This is where I think men have to kind of get out of their ego and what society thinks and really look at the type of woman you're talking to. And is it even worth going on that date to begin with? Because if she's suggesting this higher-end shit, probably not the one that's the one out clout chasing and you know looking for someone to be the breadwinner because the down-to-earth ones are going to be the ones like hell yeah let's let's go on a hike or let's go get that coffee or let's go look at the stars or let's go to a museum do you know there's going to be something else and i think that's where men kind of fall short because the pictures you know especially on tinder the pictures and all of that it's kind of like oh this person looks good but then conversation doesn't go anywhere so do you feel like you tend to gravitate towards people who don't have that sustenance that aren't you know coming with that more humbleness of their energy i actually went on a date not so long ago and it was actually pretty cool because i used to be the person that like I gotta plan this. What kind of what kind of stuff do you like, and what do you want to? And I like had to make sure it was perfect. And if it wasn't, I'd be upset. But I actually went out. Um, I went out an hour away from where I'm at, and I met her. Uh, we talked for a little bit. We, our vibe was good. We played pool. Um, had had a couple of uh, what those beers. What they, yeah, they call they're called beers, but they're moonshine. Not moonshine. Full moon. Whatever the one is, the orange one. <laughs> they were good. And then we had Burger King. And it was still great. And I think where a lot of people still fail, even with dating is, did it go anywhere after that? No, I think she went back to Texas or something, but that wasn't me personally like upset because she went for another reason. But at the same time, it was an awesome time. Like it didn't have to be, there was just more to that moment. It was more about, it was memorable to me because we still talked about other shit too when we were just cool to be ourselves. Maybe that's what we needed in that moment. Right. And I think a lot of people are trying to like really hold on to stuff. Like it was worth my time, but they're not seeing the gold in the, uh, right. Right. the shadows. But that was awesome to me. I was like, you want Burger King? Is everything else closed at like 930 over here or whatever it is? That's what we did. And it was, it was fun to me. I would do it again. Um, I like that you said that it doesn't have to be this fancy place. Right. Because even to me, it's like, we work so hard to do these things, like go on trips and stuff, like just, just make it like happy, be yourself, be cool. Right. It could be a car ride. I took a girl, one of the best dates I've ever, I've been on in a long time uh, was another Tinder one, but like, you know, I we didn't go out to a restaurant or anything. We just, I like planned it out. We went and we walked into Quinder Cut all the way to the Detroit River and then looked out over the river and grabbed drinks after. And it was like just a really cool, like, cheap like way to like you know get to know each other like take a walk and you know i knew it wasn't going to go anywhere after that because i she didn't look how she looked in the pictures and it was kind of like i wasn't f- physically attracted to her you right, know right. some kind of physical attraction but i wasn't going to like you know roll up to her house and be like pull off <laughs> like i'm not there <laughs> <laughs> Like she was a nice girl, but it wasn't gonna go anywhere after that. But it was just a cool experience, like where I where I did something different out of the norm, like go out to dinner, go to a movie type deal. We just went, took a walk, and chatted, and like walked out to the river, looked over the river, and then walked up to a brewery and had a couple of drinks. And it was 
it was like really cool. I don't know, it was different, something different. It wasn't the five star, like $100 steaks were gone. Right, right. Yeah, I, I just think that's crazy. You know, it, it's crazy because I think um, at some point you just, you just start to see you see people kind of show you who they are within the few first, I think, couple minutes of who they are. Unless you get someone who's really narcissistic or something is wearing this mask, they really can only wear that for so long. I remember being on this date. Well, I, I went I went on this date and the guy was like talking about breakfast. I was like, sure, let's, let's go to breakfast. And then um, there was something that he said about um, I don't go on a lot of dates. You know how much money I would spend if I went on a date with every woman I met? And I'm like, interesting. Okay, so he's already cheap, right? All right. So I'm cool. I still don't care. If you want to be cheap with your money, all right. There, there's Applebee's. There's IHOP, which is my favorite spot. Okay, we're going to spend about 20 something dollars. Like, <laughs> that's not a big spender. Okay, let's go to IHOP, right? We go to IHOP. Conversation is trash. So I'm already knowing where this is going. And then I remember, you know, he, he paid the tab or whatever. And then he's like, oh, okay, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we kind of went our separate ways. And then um, when I was going home, he texted me like, you could have at least paid the tip. And I was like, wait, 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 what? If you wanted me to pay the tip, because I actually was like, I'm not one of those women. If you want to go half, tell me that up front. Don't tell me like after the fact you're mad because I didn't pay the tip. Like, let me know. I didn't expect you to pay for it. You paid for it, you know? And it's just crazy. It's like you, I feel like if I tell you, let's go out. If I'm telling you to come, I'm not, a, I, I'm, I'm the one inviting you. So I can definitely as a woman take, take the tab, right? If you off, tell me, let's go out. Okay. There is kind of like, you're the one inviting me out. But if you don't, if you want to go half, say that men say that like I don't want to pay for you though just say that but I think a lot of men don't want to you know get into the fact of one they're trying to get some ass we know a lot of them are and then the other part is not wanting to hurt feelings it's like you're not hurting feelings there's a lot of women that can pay their part but it just it just hit me left field when I got the the message on my way home of like you could have you could have paid them I was like I will fucking cash app you the tip right now if it is that serious those are people that they're always gonna complain. I'm so, I'm shocked that you got a text like that. I would have blocked them and just yeah, cash out. That's it. <laughs> but I don't I don't really worry about who's paying. If I'm like if I'm gonna go out on a date, my mindset is all right. I don't want to bring myself out on a date if I don't if I have like a certain amount. I'm gonna wait to plan a date like when I'm right. ready to. I don't want to embarrass myself, but at the same time, I'm still honest. I'll still be like, I'll probably think we wait till Sunday to get me on Friday and a better financial way of handling it or whatever. But I also don't overthink it. Right. Um, I think there's like this focus on the, the experience too of the great restaurant. It's like the, the thing we're shown and the material of it rather than how, how well can we connect. Right. Um, and let's be honest, I think when we're dating, we have to judge and that's okay. We're judging on how well is this going to work for me? How well is this person going to, not in a negative way, like how is this going to match in my life? Like how do I feel right now in the, with their energy around me? Right. Um, and if you already feel that, I think kudos to you uh, for those who stick around for the whole date and still like, still there to, to continue and finish it, even though you're like right away, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I love everyone, so make the best out of it. 
I think you kind of, um, I, as a woman, have never been, never have I dated with the intent of getting stuff from guys. So I don't understand that concept of women. I've just never been that way. So I have even said no for dates if I didn't have money in my pocket. I would never want to go somewhere where I don't have my own money. That's just the, the person I am. So when I see a lot of that where women, it's like they're using men for those. And I think that's where men have to be smarter. If you don't want to be used, you really have to look at the conversation before because you're going to conversate with this person before you go on a date. What level is this conversation? What is this person talking about? And again, I know Ashley's going to, you know, we're going to agree. Humble women are not pushing for that five star experience. That's not every woman's dream to, to have this date, this bullshit fantasy. And the ones that are still in that fantasy, if you want to have a real experience, you need to start questioning this as men. Okay. There are a lot of women that like to use men for dinner for there's women that have a man for dinner, a man for this, a man for that. You kind of have to see that you kind of have to get smart to it and not be it unless you want to play games out there, then play all day long. But if you want more of those kind of experience that are more down to earth and it's not all about the materialism and, and shit where you get you know, a little bit more, I think you have to look at the conversation before, you know, like I said, at that time I was not as spiritual and, um, I'm not even going to say elevated cause that's kind of egotistical. Right. But I'm not where I am at now. So if I had a conversation with a man now that automatically started telling me about how, you know, spending money, I would, I wouldn't even go, I wouldn't even go at this point. Cause that's already the red flags in the conversation yeah. that are telling me where your mindset is. I think it's a big red flag for me. It's a, like, there's a difference of telling me what to do or suggesting. Right. And I think right. there's a lot of times where, where we feel so comfortable, be like, you should do it this way. Sometimes you just got to do it the way you're meant. You're going to do it and you're going to learn your own way. And I wish to help you. Is I think that's where it ha- happens a lot. I just want to help you. I want to help you. I see it this way. We get frustrated because we want to learn it in our own way. And mm-hmm. That happens to you. But um, oh. I'm Joe. I'm 31. I'm single. I live in New York. <laughs> Real quick, sex and dating. I have to touch sex and dating. Sex and dating, yes. Come on, men. Sex and dating, come on. Uh, I wasn't sure where it was just... How are they combined? Yeah. As a one subject or separate subject? So one of the things, okay, your first date, you're vibing with this girl. You chemistry is off the chain with you two. You guys have sex. Does that deplete this person as a woman to you? Do you now like cut her off because you guys had sex on the first date? No, no, no. Um, the only reason I think that would happen is if, well, see, that's kind of weird. To, in my mind, I'm thinking if it was myself, right? So if there was sex at the end of the night on the first date and that aspect too, that means it was already going in a great direction. So. I think it's what would happen after that. And I think a lot of people can get weird after that sometimes. And you shouldn't. You should be just continuing to grow with each other. But I, I wouldn't change that, no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Honesty. Yeah, well, I just uh, had a first date with a girl or whatever. And, you know, and it was sex. And I, like, had built up, like, this anxiety in myself where I couldn't perform when it came to the sex. And I've got, it got super awkward and super weird. But, like, 
Luckily, she wasn't one of those girls where it's like, you know, that would be the end of it. Like, you know, she like was fine with it. You know, we went on other dates after that. But leading up to that, like we had had a good connection before that. And then, on the, you know, we were just hanging out at the house or whatever. And I knew it was coming to that. And I had built up like this so much like anxiety in myself. Like when it came to like the act of sex, like I had already psyched myself out like so much like, oh my God. And then the more you think about it, the worse of a disaster it's becoming. You're like, oh my God, what's going on? Well, I, I do think unfortunately there is this stigma that um, and it's probably a lot true that men have the probably the most work to do when it comes to sex, right? Men are putting in way more work than a lot of women. Let's be real, right? Men are actually, we got to put in, they're probably putting more work. <laughs> no, I don't want to say that because there was a lot of my, I don't know, not a, I'm not, you know what? I've had sex, people. So in the past, <laughs> it, it was kind of the learning experiences and also what I like. And I, I it's kind of like one of those things in my what I'm looking for to match up with is, yeah, that's a part of me. Like, I want someone that's going to compliment me in the bedroom too. Right. I've had the starfish when they just do this, and it's not, not my thing. Like, I don't want to just go, I like to be creative, you know? <laughs> so there's things I won't do and will do and I want to do. And I don't think a lot of people look at sex as super, super sacred, which it, it is and it isn't. It's a it's a area to connect with each other, but there's a sphere of dating too. For me, if I like someone, I'm on a date and we don't have sex at the end of the night, that's not like where my mind's like, damn, like that's so disappointing. I'll never talk to them. Like if it's, if it's someone I'm interested in, I'm gonna spend time with them and not hope every night I'm gonna get laid. It's like, I'm enjoying them in that aspect physically and, and energetically. But but also, if the sex isn't good, I think it's also a problem from in my mind. But I don't want people to be like in fear of that if that's the case for all men. Because I think there's people we can connect with with opening up more with each other. But then there's some people that, I don't like the starfish, like I, I'm not boring. I'm old fashioned is a, is a thing too, people do. I'm sorry, sex is important. Let's not fucking yes, lie. It is important. I was, I mean, I was with a girl and it was like, <laughs> at one point it just became like, you know, she just wanted the physical thing, but this like, you know, I viewed her more as a friend, but I had that fear of, you know, like hurting her feelings and telling her like, I just want to be friends because the sex was so terrible. It was just like a turnoff. Like I felt like, like you know, like, um, so, it's just so bad. Like, I'm not, I can't get into this. Like, I can't come to a climax. Like, I can't finish. Like, this is just not where it's at. Like, I would rather just, we have a good, like, connection. Like, you know, yeah, I, we could just be friends. <laughs> I, bring, I bring this up because this is, this is something that is a problem. A lot of people don't have that talk with sex like the sexual language between people dating and then even end up in whole relationships where it never comes to like hey i actually like this other shit that we never do can we try this you know what i mean like maybe this person has never had someone say you fucking suck in bed you know what i mean like maybe as a man you guys do don't want to hurt women's feelings but some women need to hear that like oh shit maybe i'm not the fucking porn star i think i am you know what i mean like maybe i'm not you know so i think that men should be a little bit more verbal like if you got some some chick who's all teeth i think you need to bring it to her attention that she's all teeth <laughs> 
doesn't know you know what i mean her friend doesn't know that only you know that because you've experienced it like yeah i think that's a huge thing between men and women we have a hard time of telling each other like what we really want i think that's what happens like when you're in a relationship for a long time you feel more comfortable to say like hey no i like it like this like in the first couple times you're just kind of like you know i've had experiences where it's like this doesn't feel good, but like, I don't want to say anything. <laughs> like, and she's, it seems like she's enjoying it, but like, this sucks. Like I, you know, I had a girl like scratching my back up like a wild animal. Like that doesn't feel good. Like <laughs> I couldn't like, I didn't have like the heart to tell her. She was like clawing into me like a cat. Like, I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like instantly getting softer. Like how am I supposed to get through this? And see, that's a very big thing. Cause some people like, that and it's like yo yo i'm not that one <laughs> ashley i can't hear you for some yeah, reason i was just gonna say i want to hear what you're saying you might have to jump out and jump back in i think sex is a topic that needs to be more comfortably discussed with people right. like you don't have to talk about it to everyone just like at, the, at least the person because if you can't if you, there's a lot of the times where like, you're like, hey, you know, why? It's been a couple of days or it's been a little while. Right. And you should be able to say that. And then the other person's like, all right. It's me. important because you are going to date someone that might not have the same values of sex that you do. That is a deal breaker. And people wonder why people end up that there's a lot of cheating that happens on that spectrum too. Cause then you feel like you can't leave, but this person isn't satisfying. You never really had those conversations. I think those have to be like, if you, if you're someone who make to people, it's like, Oh, well, everyone's level of freaky is fucking different. Okay. So that just asking someone like, are you freaky? That's not, that's not a, that's an open-ended question. You really need to see what's the freakiest shit you've ever done. Like, let me know how far your ass going to take this shit because I might not be down for this. And if that's what you like, at some point, I'm not going to be able to satisfy you because that is something that you like. And I think people are so afraid to talk about it, to say, oh, I don't want to be labeled as this kinky, crazy person. But hey, if you like to be tied up and I'm not a person who's going to tie your ass up, I think we need to talk about that in the beginning and have that conversation. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is those open relationships. Um, Right now, if you're going to ask me, I'm not into open relationships, but they'll have a third party come in and tie you up. Like, <laughs> you like that? I love you enough to get someone else to tie you up. There's and so that's many- a conversation. Some people are okay with it and no, no, no shade on them. But I'm sorry, I'm not inviting a third person in. No, so if you're gonna need that, let me know now. You know, if you need to be tied up, let me know now so I can tell you that's not me. So you can go find someone else that will tie your ass up. That will, you know, do some crazy shit. Because there's just everyone's level of is so different. You know, can you guys hear me now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what I was saying to Kyle was, if you feel like you don't want to say I don't like that, then maybe redirect. Be like, oh, could you do this? And like every time they start to do something you don't like, just redirect them and maybe eventually they'll get it. The other thing I wanted to say was that I, so in my marriage, um, I thought that I was not a sexual person at all. I thought it was me. I had no idea that it was just the lack of chemistry. And then I had met somebody after my marriage and 
he was the one who was like, all right, I need a day off. Like I need a break. And I really think that when you have this, the real chemistry and the connection that sex is better. Yeah. But also I wanted to say about like the first date thing to not have expectations. Don't, you know, Kyle, when you were getting, you worked yourself up to where you couldn't perform, you, it was because you felt pressured to have sex. It was like an expectation. But like for me, I don't say to myself, okay, well, the guy's going to look at me if we have, you know, in a, the wrong way, if we have sex on the first date, I don't have any expectations. I just literally vibe. I just go with the flow. And if it happens, it happens. And if he doesn't like me after that, then he's not the one for me anyway. You know what I mean? But if you're always in the moment and you're just doing what feels good, then you can't, you know, you're not going to psych yourself out and it doesn't matter what they think afterwards because you're still being true to who you were. No, but I've had some in, in the moment disappointments. I'm sorry. I've had some in the moment disappointments. Um, and some people can't kiss. Some people don't know what kissing is and kissing is big for me. Like kissing is a, is a breaker. That's a deal breaker. You're a horrible kisser. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but unfortunately I was at those, those points. I was never brave enough to tell people. And I think that's where in dating, we have to kind of change it. Cause if no one ever says like, like, wait, okay, wait a minute, maybe slow down. Or you know what I mean? Like, wait, wait, like maybe not drown me with your spit in this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Or if you want me to speed up or slow down, you gotta let me know. Like if my rhythm is not getting you to where you gotta go, you gotta let me know. Like right. <laughs> I I think we're not having those conversations, and so I think people are having their meeting. What what could be great sex? I think we're not having that because we're we're not being expressive enough to say what we need in in that point. We're trying to. We're trying to please the other person. We're trying to be there, but we're not honoring what we truly desire in those moments. And that's why I say the truth. It, it's not going to, you're not going to look bad. You're going to find people who like the same shit that you like. And it's not crazy. It's not, oh my God, it's way out there. If someone feels it's way out there, that's probably not the person for you. Because at some time you're going to want whatever that is that they can't provide for you. And they're not going to be able to give that to you. You know, you have a lot of um, relationships like that. So I think that a sex talk is very important in the dating phase, I think, to understand where this person is on a sexual level. Because I do think that's a make, it'll break, it'll break a situation. And I think, Ashley, some of what you went through, you know, it has to do with karma. Because when I look at earlier situations, the karmic effect of someone also can fuck the whole thing up. Where even with my first, you know, experiences of thinking I was doing something wrong, and then after I was like, wait a minute, something's different here. But that person could just be karmically not for you and you're you're forcing to be with this person but it's like no it's not yeah. uh-uh. you're di- if you're disgusted doing anything with someone i would tell you leave now yeah. <laughs> right well that's yeah. then you have to learn through trial and error i guess <laughs> yeah you gotta have the safety word pineapple <laughs> you should not be you should not be disgusted with sex with your partner and you should not feel like you have to do this for your partner i think Two people should engage consensually and on the same level. It's that's pleasing when you do it that way. If me and you both like anal beads, we're gonna get we're gonna be awesome with these anal beads. But if you have one person who likes anal beads and the other person is like, oh, I can't really do this, it's not gonna be fun, right? That's what I, I 
I used to be really insecure uh, actually about when I was with someone and she would pull out like a vibrator. And because in my mind at the time of thinking, I'm not enough. Right. Like, and then I like, because I was always this individual that would go through phases of exploring more about my preferences or what I like or different porn sometimes. And then you realize like, oh wait, a lot of women do this and it's just additional stimulation. Right, not, right. But it was more like the moment, like once I'm insecure, now I'm like, it's kind of like my mind is saying, that's in the way of you and her now. Right. <laughs> and it's like- The ego a, was hit. <laughs> who's the gonna ego. win? Um, but I, I was insecure about that. And I had these moments growing up where I would like, wouldn't be able to perform. It would just go like down. I'm like, my mind just goes. And I had to get over these, these thoughts of what this really meant. Right. And I had to get uncomfortable talking about stuff. Right. And when you realize like, whether it's sex or not sex, it's about your job, your career, friendships, it's the truth. We can either speak our truth and say, this bothers me and like, how can we work through it? Or I'm just gonna express this first, or this is what I no longer want, or this is what I want. And when we're comfortable to just speak our truth, we can move forward in life much easier. Right. But this fear of being alone or being shunned, right? like that's what happened with me. I felt misunderstood for a long time. And feeling misunderstood made my life perception of like a lot of women too and dating and even my mom at times with, with our relationship is that. It's like, you don't understand me. So then my relationships became these points of we don't understand each other. Right. And I had to learn to heal that part of me where it's like, I don't need to explain anymore. Like, this is who I am. I'm Joe, I'm spiritual. Yes, I like sex. I'm single. I'm dating right now. I'm not looking for someone to really be with. All these things are comfortable. More events that I've been through sexually or not. You just have to get over it and realize like, okay, I feel this way. This is what's happening. But my my motto is fuck around and find out. Go for it. <laughs> It really is like fuck around, find out. I tell people all the time because you gonna learn today. <laughs> if you really want something, you're gonna learn more about that thing or around that thing, and then you're gonna you have to learn that you didn't like it, or you need to work on something yourself. You never know. You're never gonna know until you fuck around and find out. So right, right. I could say like I fucked around, found out about a lot of shit. Some shit I had to learn five times. But I said okay, I got it now. But. Have fun with life. That's what it really is. If you can have more fun with life and look at the problems as uh, an experience of, wow, all right, which isn't always easy. It's not easy. We're complainers. We're going to be like, fucking shit. Bullshit. And then we go, okay, let's have fun with this. What is it I'm not doing or I need to learn that the universe is going to provide with? And you'll see a lot of like growth because you're not just holding this insecurity. You're, you're realizing like, oh, that's why I'm running for myself, or this is why. You get more clarity, but sometimes we just get lonely. It just happens. We're humans. It's more or less, how do we navigate through it and look at it more playfully? I think the dating problem also, overall, is being single and do I start dating? Being single or am I open to receiving new people in my life? Or looking for it in general? So I think there are different times and people are looking when they're sad and lonely and there's people that are just, I'm ready to receive and bring it to me. Like, there's, 
moods that go up and down. I don't think you should should date when you're sad and lonely. I think, and that's, you know, based on experience. I think that's where you need to be alone. That's where you need to feel it. That's where you need to check in with yourself because you get into situations that you're not going to be happy in at the end of the day because you're only there again thinking this person's going to make your life better. This person's bringing happiness, but it is temporary happiness because you're looking to this person to brighten your day. You have not created that for yourself. And I think that's one of the biggest problems of dating is that there's so many hurt people out here that have not found who are you? Who are you truly as a single adult, a single person out here? Who are you? And until you figure that the fuck out, I think dating is never going to be a good. It's never going to go in the ways and you'll get the same people. And then you kind of, what's the common denominator in all of this, right? It's always you. You are always the common denominator in your experience. So if you see that you're getting the same people, that that's kind of like, mm, maybe I need to do something with myself for a while. Maybe I need to go look inward, <laughs> you know? Yeah. This is- it's emotions. Yeah, it's uh, like when you're hurt, you're trying to fill a hole with something, with somebody to fill that hole, and it never works out. And as far as like the, the sex stuff goes, there's like a huge difference between experimenting and staying true to your boundaries. And like, if you don't feel comfortable, then you don't feel comfortable. I mean, you know, I haven't had like a bunch of crazy sex expeditions or some. So there's some stuff that I haven't tried that I would be open and willing to try. And there's some stuff that, you know, I know that I'm not into that. That doesn't turn me on. And if you're just more honest about it, I think it's better from the get. And some of the best, like sexual, like sex isn't like porn. Like, you know, I think as men, you know, we watch porn and it's just this whole act, this, you know, like, you know, this well scripted out, you know, the like scripted out <laughs> scene or whatever of how it's supposed to go. And it's, it's not really like that. I mean, we're, real sex is like not like that at all you know i've had moments where i've been having sex and like you know we both bust out laughing and like are crying laughing like during the act and i find that that's some of the best sex that i've had you know like where you like you just are, have a connection with that person where you guys can have like a laugh about it because you know it's not it's not a porno you know this isn't shot in 1080p <laughs> It's 4K now. 4K, real. yeah, whatever. <laughs> real shit. Like, real shit. Everyone is not on that level. And I think that's the misconception. Even women. Women have sometimes a misconception of because men are supposed to do this. You know, you're the, the aggressive. You're supposed to be the one kind of you showing the woman. And then, unfortunately, men like how Joe said, the, the kind of vibrator kind of, you know, hit the confidence a minute. There, There's this, we, we don't get to understand the male's anatomy and the males don't understand feminine anatomy. So I know I've, I've had where like my person wants me to like come a million times and I'm like, that sounds good, but do you know how it works for me? It's a little bit different. You know, women normally have their orgasm as a mental before it even is physical. So like when you have to kind of learn some things, you got to educate yourself on that. The chemistry is one, your connection is one. Those feelings of two people that really like each other is explosive, right? Um, And I think a lot of people forget that. The act of sex alone is not going to get you to those moments. Even like you you guys as men are in that where you can't come. It's like, fuck, I can't come because there's nothing else going on. It's just the act of that, that sex. You don't have that soul connection. And 
for me, not that, you know, you can't have sex with multiple people, but at this stage, I do feel like you need to be careful because that soul connection is so much more during sex. That, that shit is, is crazy versus someone that you're just that chemistry, that, that, you know, that lust in this moment. I, I don't feel like it really gets, it's not really pleasurable. I don't think so at, at this point. That's why I think I said I started to set boundaries and I had to learn. This was might sound weird, but I started to navigate my emotions more strongly where I was so sensitive that that would just happen. Like I would still even if I didn't like the person, there's that connection. And I don't have a ton of sex, by the way, just like when these events do occur. But I had to learn how to separate the intention. It's not that I'm not empathic or I don't have emotions that love unconditionally but i had to learn that sex can be just sex sex can be you know rough play and be it could be also romantic i think that we all kind of get concerned about what is it today rather than it does happen it will it happens the way it's going to happen i think in those moments is like the best moments because you're just going with the flow is like ashley said before go with the flow like, so we put a lot of pressure on what's going to go down or how it's going to go down. Is it going to go down? Right. But the soul connection, I think, it, I don't think I know it does exist. You have that feel. That's why it's also harder to break apart when you need to, mm. if you need to. But I think there's also this learning experience where you can, but then there's the points where if you're meant to be with that person, you're going to get to connect emotionally. It's going to just open up more naturally right. anyway. So. Right. Um, but I never was all like that before. It was very just open, emotionally, soul connection. Like I, I had that before. And then I had to just learn a lot more about myself on what my problems were. And that's why I'm not looking for this perfect relationship or I'm not looking for this. I'm looking for this friendship first because I honestly failed a lot with patience and be like, all right, cool. You like me. I like you. You're hot. And you think I'm hot. And let's do this. And then we like, we're, we're going to have sex. And then all of a sudden we're living together at one point and then things just fit. So it's like, are you a water or a fire sign? <laughs> I'm an Aquarius Pisces cusp. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to be more patient and like actually build the friendship part with someone. I'm great with friendships. It's the emotional connection friendship which i'm getting really good at now but i'm not looking for that instant like we're we're in a relationship on facebook now show the world right like we're gonna work on this so we know right 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 <laughs> regardless of anything there's no like we had sex and then we're in a relationship like we are still getting to know each other and trust and love and communication and whatever it is like it builds up into that a lot of people hold these like Oh wait, you didn't tell me you were you're doing this. Well, we're still getting to know each other. Right. So it has to keep like I'm not hiding anything. Just saying, like we unfolding. Unfolding. All right, I know we're kind of getting at that uh, two hour mark. I loved having you guys on here and just talking about all it's all of this shit. Um, last kind of comments to people out here dating and just maybe what. <sighs> Any pet peeves or what, or what you think just because we can't really tell people what to do. They're going to fucking be whoever they are. Right. It, it is what it is. Right. But just maybe some encouragement. I don't know. <laughs> Dating is a mess right now. <laughs> I think my biggest thing 
like I said before, is just don't have expectations. Just do what feels right without having any expectations because expectations will always lead to disappointment. Nothing's ever going to go exactly how you envision it going. Be open to a different experience. And then when you're present in the moment, because you're not fantasizing about what it should be, then you can actually feel if it's something that you like or not. Really well said. Yeah. That's why I say fuck around and find out. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's going to be, I'm going to steal that motto from you. You're, you're welcome. You are. That's why, like, you're not going to know until you know, and then you learn more about who you are. So fuck around and find out. Sorry. Hey, go, go, Kyle. <laughs> um, every time you say that, like, you, I keep thinking you're going to say fuck around, catch the day. So. <laughs> <laughs> No, I like what Ashley said. No expectations, no disappointments. I mean, it's really about, you know, having confidence in yourself and being, being, having some self-love and knowing where you are in your life and what you're looking for. And, and really not just settling for the first thing that comes along. You know, sometimes you just want to hop into the first relationship because you feel like you've been alone too long or now is the time. And, you know, so you just got to take your time and take things slow. I think sometimes, like me personally, I've, I've rushed into things and it just, you find yourself in a situation where it's like, now I want to get out. And it's like, I'm already too far in type deal. So just take your time and be, and just have some self-love, some self-worth, self-respect. Yeah. And also run, get away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Run. If it's bad, run. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely agree with all of you guys about taking your time. And I think that at, you know, I would just tell you men on the women's side, there's the societal pressures of, you know, you're getting older. Cause I remember being in my thirties and feeling like if I don't find someone, I'm going to not have this life or a man's not going to want me. Cause if he does want kids and I'm too old to give him kids. And then, you know, you have all of this shit, you guys go through your stuff too. Um, and I think that we have to break away from those old paradigms. We have to break away from those old limiting belief systems that, our life is ending. And I think wherever you meet love, however old you are, like just be that. Cause I think I do feel when you're alone, you need to be alone. If it was the case of you being in a you'd be in one. There's reasons why you are not in one. So if you take that step back and just focus on you, love is gonna come. But love is not gonna come in an Amazon Prime bag okay it's not male or female so if you want to meet someone you're gonna i don't suggest tinder i i really don't i i know i feel like you need to go out into the universe and connect with people and like ashley said even the, the crazy thing of like changing your life and getting around other open-minded people you will start to meet different kind of people that those values are more tailored to you so if you're doing that and experiencing life you're going to come across some amazing people and that you might be missing your person because you're not getting out and experiencing life and you're just staying secluded to your day-to-day -day activity, which is not opening up or branching out versus what you, you know. The same thing we say, self-love, self-care. If you want that experience, you need to make time. You're not going to get more time in the day, right? So it's like, okay, let me make time a month to go experience something new and then watch what happens. Watch how the universe kind of opens up that dating pool that's so shallow right now, you know? But thank you guys so much for coming on um, on my YouTube channel. I will have links of where they can find you guys in case, you know, because you guys are single, you might have a lot of ladies coming after you. 
after this. Who knows? Maybe Ashley's going to have a lot of men in her inner DM. Somewhere near New Jersey or something. (laughs) I'm not too far from New Jersey. You're pretty awesome. Oh, snap. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, go with the flow. Let's see this I'm in Michigan, so I'm away. <laughs> I was in Michigan. Okay. So you guys hear where they're from. Their links will be on my YouTube channel. So if you're listening on um, Anchor, Apple, or Spotify, you'll have to go to the YouTube to get their links. Okay. So again, thank you guys so much. We'll definitely have to do this again sometime and yeah. another topic to just chop it up. I loved, uh, loved your energies on here. Awesome. So thank you for having me. This yeah, is your thing. So you're welcome this is your thick out of energy show and as always sending you guys so much love so much light until next time bye